This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Scott File has so many things filed away in his brain, he has to let some of it out to keep his head from exploding. He lets it out once a day with This Day in Sports History on the Blitz 1170. Seriously, the dude is like the History Channel, Rain Man of sports trivia. All right, I will tell you all about what happened on this day in sports history. And we start 123 years ago in the year 1900, turn of the century at the U.S. Open Men's Golf at the Chicago Golf Club. Harry Varden of Jersey wins his only U.S. title. He beats Englishman J.H. Taylor by two strokes. 1908, Chicago White Sox pitcher Ed Walsh beats the Detroit Tigers 6-1 to for his 40th victory and forces the American League pennant race to the final day. Now listen to these stats. This just blew my mind. Walsh leads the league in games pitched, 66, innings, 464, strikeouts, 269, complete games, 42, saves, shutouts, and winning percentage. And oh, by the way, his ERA was also 1.42. My goodness. I'd say that's quite a season. That's Satchel Page stuff. <laughs> 1912, the Boston Red Sox beat the Philadelphia A's 3-0 for their 105th win of the season. That's an AL record that stood until 1927 when the Yankees won 110. 1915, in a 5-0 loss to Cleveland, Detroit Tigers speedster Ty Cobb steals his 96th base of the season. Those 96 seals will stand as a major league record until 1962 when Maury Wills steals 104 for the Dodgers. 1921, New York is the host for the first one-city World Series since 1906. And the Polo Grounds is the site for all nine games. Yes, the World Series was nine games back then. Babe Ruth drives in the first run of the series in the opening inning of a 3-0 Yankees win. 1931, an argument between fans at an illegal drinking establishment in Brooklyn over who should start the next game of the World Series turns violent, resulting in the death of a patron after he hits his head on a marble table. Both the bar owner and the man who gave the fatal punch are arrested, but charges against the latter will be dismissed when an autopsy autopsy shows the victim died of a stroke caused by advanced alcoholism and not directly because of the blow. The bar will be closed permanently. 1932, with new ownership, the Detroit Falcons officially changed their name to the Detroit Red Wings, and the winged wheel is introduced. They previously played under the name Cougars from 1926 to 30 and the Falcons from 30 to 32. 1949, Game 1 of the World Series, Allie Reynolds and Don Newcomb are locked in a scoreless duel in the bottom of the ninth until Tommy Heinrich leads off with a walk-off home run, the first in World Series history, and the Yankees beat the Dodgers 1 to nothing. 1953, the Yankees beat the Dodgers, this time Game 6 of the World Series. Billy Martin collects his 12th series hit, a single to center field in the bottom of the ninth. That gives the Yankees their fifth World Championship in a row. 1956, Yogi Berra becomes the fourth New York Yankee to hit a World Series Grand Slam. He doesn't game two at Ebbets Field in Brooklyn. The Dodgers win 13-8, though, but they go on to lose the series 4-3. 1970, the MLB Championship Series both end on the same day with the same score. The Orioles beat the Twins 3-0 in the American League, and the Reds beat the Pirates 3-0 in the National League. The Orioles would go on to win that World Series that year 4-1. 1979, we are family. The Pittsburgh Pirates complete a sweep of their National League Championship Series, beating the Cincinnati Reds 7-1. The pride of Earlsboro, Willie Stargell, who hit a home run, has named the series MVP. 1982, the first regular season NHL game is played in New Jersey. This one is in Newark. 
as the Devils played to a 3-3 tie against the Pittsburgh Penguins. 1983, Edmonton superstar Wayne Gretzky scores a goal and gets an assist in a 5-4 win over Toronto. In the Oilers' season opener, he starts an NHL record 51-game scoring streak. It wouldn't end until January 28th of 1984. 1985, Eddie Robinson becomes college football's winningest coach as Grambling beats Prairie View A&M 27-7. It's Robinson's 324th career victory, one more than Bear Bryant, before he retired from Alabama after the 82 season. 1985, the St. Louis Cardinals clinched the National League East title with a 7-1 win over the Cubs, and the Kansas City Royals beat the Oakland A's 5-4 in 10 innings to clinch the American League West title. Willie Wilson single scores Pat Sheridan with the winning run. 1986, Rams running back Eric Dickerson runs for an NFL overtime record 42-yard touchdown as L.A. beats Tampa Bay 26-20 at Anaheim Stadium. 1991, Fresno State ties an NCAA record for the most points in a quarter with 49 in the second quarter as it beats New Mexico 94-17. Fresno State's Derek Mahoney ties an NCAA record with 13 extra points. 1996, the Cleveland Indians strike out 23 Baltimore Orioles in 12 innings in a 4-3 ALDS win at Jacobs Field. The Orioles would go on to win the series 3-1. 2001, Barry Bonds sets a new mark for home runs in a single season, hitting numbers 71 and 72, but San Francisco is eliminated from the playoffs with 11-10 loss to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Also in 01, the Mariners win their 115th game of the year, become the winningest team in American League history, passing the record that we just mentioned a few moments ago, the Yankees. 2001 as well, the Atlanta Braves become the first pro sports team to win 10 straight division titles after beating the Marlins 20-3 to clinch the NL East title. The Celtics, who did it from 57-65, to and the Lakers, who did it from 82-90, to both won nine in a row. 2003, Kansas City wide receiver Dante Hall scores a game-winning 93-yard punt return for the Chiefs' 24-23 victory over the Denver Broncos at Arrowhead. Returns for a score in an NFL record fourth straight game. 2003, the Chicago Cubs win their first MLB postseason series since the 1908 World Series with a 5-1 win over the Atlanta Braves in Game 5 of the NLDS at Turner Field. 2005, the NHL opens the regular season after a 10-month lockout of the entire 04-05 season. Ottawa's Daniel Alfredson and Danny Heatley, the first players to score winning goals in a shootout in NHL history, both score against Toronto goalie Ed Belfour in a 3-2 overtime victory. 2012, St. Louis wins the first-ever National League wildcard game, beating the Braves 6-3 at Turner Field. This game will be remembered, though, for a controversial play that takes place in the eighth when shortstop Andrelton Simmons lifts a fly ball to shallow left. The drops between Matt Holliday and Pete Cosma, but umpire Sam Holbrook calls the infield fly rule. Simmons is out. A 19-minute delay ensues as fans pelt the field with debris. Braves manager Freddie Gonzalez files a protest, which is immediately dismissed by Major League Baseball Vice President Joe Torre, allowing the game to resume. And finally, in 2014, Brian Hoyer's six-yard touchdown pass to Travis Benjamin with a minute to nine, minute nine left rallies the Cleveland Browns, yes, the Cleveland Browns, from a 25-point deficit to beat the Tennessee Titans 29-28. It's the largest comeback in league history by a road team. Happy birthday today. We've got a loaded birthday list today. And it starts with the king himself, former OU and Dallas Cowboys coach Barry Switzer. He turns 86 today. Hall of Fame Penguins center Mario Lemieux is 58. So is Hall of Fame Canadians and Avalanche goalie Patrick Waugh. He's also 58. Grant Hill, the former Pistons Magic and Suns forward and Duke grade is 51. 
And Mr. Taylor Swift, or Travis Kelsey, we'll call him, he turns 34 today. And that's a look at this day in sports history. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.